Hello and welcome to part two of the Halloween special of No Other Crack Pod. <laughs> oh, that hurt my throat. <laughs> so we're back with more stories. We've decided to kind of just keep the stories going because everybody enjoyed last week's episode so much. Yeah, and our stories of the hotel hauntings. You had a bit of a lead, but we we think we need to further investigate the claims. Yeah, so one of the we had a couple of hotel based haunt, haunted hotel stories, one of which we knew it was a Donegal hotel, but it was never verified which one. And we had a few listeners messaging us saying that they think they know what hotel it was. So we'll further investigate. Yeah, this. so we'll do a bit more digging on that because we don't want to be putting out any untruths. Fake news. Fake news. But if <laughs> you haven't listened yet, go back and listen. And if you have and you've an inkling as to which hotel it could be, let us know. Lots of options because it was in the last hundred years, wasn't it? That mm. the hotel was. But anyway, mm. listen back if you haven't listened already. Yeah. So you have two stories. Mm hmm. And I have a few. These types of stories are called two sentence horror stories. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my friend Maria, our friend Maria. Yeah. Years ago, I came across this thread and it was two sentence horror stories. And I remember we were driving. It was actually down a mill and it was really, really dark. And I started like reading out some of these stories. Well, she nearly went into the ditch a few points like in horror in horror oh god but i think it's just because they're two sentences they're mm. quite so i'll throw out a few then you can read your story and okay. i'll throw out a few more sprinklings of horror stories <laughs> and then i'm gonna i'm gonna finish up then on a personal true story that i know will be horrifying to you oh god okay and like, I'm actually horrified because Scout's rigorously licking himself here, but I'm sure nobody else can hear it. I can hear it. Oh, well, if Darren can hear it, then everybody no, you can, can hear, hear it. it. Yes, and you can hear it. It's coming through the mic. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, let's just keep it rolling. Well, last week, your dad had like wind blown in the background, so maybe Scout could blow some wind in the background. Yeah, I could do anything other than that. Any dog owner knows the worst bloody sound oh, is when a dog starts licking at themselves. <laughs> He's nervous. <laughs> Sorry, Scout. Okay. So will I kick off at one? Yeah. One or two, maybe. Okay. So these are the two sentence horror stories. There was a picture on my phone of me sleeping. Mm -hmm. I live alone. <laughs> That's scary. What would you do? Well, I suppose you'd be like, Throw my phone. Darren. If I lived on my own, though. You live by, if you lived alone, yeah. Oh, God. I'd burn my phone and go off the grid. Because there actually was a podcast I listened to years ago. Now, I'll get the name of the podcast because I remembered the name of the podcast episode. So anyone that's into strange stuff. So the name of the episode was Bump in the Night. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was Criminal. You know the podcast Criminal. Mm -hmm. So episode 71 of Criminal is called A Bump in the Night. And it's terrifying. Oh God, I wouldn't be able for it. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but 
there's a bump in the night mm-hmm. and this person is not alone. Oh gosh. And it's not necessarily paranormal. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that was my first two sentence horror story. Mm-hmm. Another one then. When I finally grabbed her in the darkness, I swam to the surface. I never, I guess it never occurred to me how quickly the ice would freeze over. Ooh. So they're, yeah, they just conjure up a picture very quickly. Mm, they're really effective. Yeah. They're not even the scary ones. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You have a story. Okay, I'm going to just tell a short ghost story, short-ish. It's called The Little Hands, and it is from a Reddit user. So they said, I've never lived in a haunted house, but my mother did as a teen. Other houses on her street had strange things going on too. A few homes away from her lived a family. One night, the daughter went to bed with a bad headache. The next day, she was dead. She'd passed away from an aneurysm. After her funeral, the family went away to get their minds off the tragedy, and the father asked my uncle, my mum's brother, to come and check on their pets. My mum and dad, who were dating at the time, went with him. My mother had heard there was a grand piano in the house, and she wanted to play it. My dad was studying to be a vet. After entering the house, my uncle and my father headed to the basement to see the animals and my mother went to the piano on the ground floor. She was playing it when she felt something brush her ankles. She thought a cat must have left the basement and walked past her. She kept playing and then she felt it again. She looked under the piano and she saw nothing. When she started to play again, she felt hands clasp her legs tightly. She dashed to the basement door, called my uncle and my father and waited for them. Back outside, my uncle could tell that my mum was rattled and asked what was wrong. She told them what had happened and he turned white. He told her the daughter who had just died used to play a game with her father. When he played the piano, she'd crawl underneath, grab his ankles and push his feet up and down on the pedals. Dun, dun, dun. Little hands, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> that was creepy. Oh, I think it's creepier the fact it's called Little Hands. Mm. I hate that. You know, there's scenes in like horror movies where people are like sitting on the edge of a bed and then hands just come out from under the bed. Yeah. There's something traumatizing about that. It's like the vulnerability of everything not being in your line of sight. Yeah. I just would it would it have been scarier if that was called large hands? <laughs> or less scary. Everything with ghosty kids is always scarier. <laughs> um. Okay, so I have a few more little horror stories now. We'll sprinkle in while we're watching. In the background, we've Halloween on. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis and all her seventies glory. The original. I haven't seen the new one. No, me neither. I did. Oh no, wait. Sorry. We've we have seen some newer ones, but not the n- most recent. Mm. Um. Okay. So, the doctors told the amputee he might experience a phantom limb from time to time. 
Nobody prepared him for the moments, though, when he felt a cold finger brush across his phantom hand. Phantom pain. It's a real thing. (laughs) (laughs) I can't move, breathe, speak or hear. And it's so dark all the time. If I knew it would be this lonely, I would have been cremated instead. Oh, God. (laughs) The two of those actually remind me of that Metallica. Is it Inter Sandman? What's the song, Darren, where there's... What, the Metallica song about the person who can't see or... One. A one. You know that Metallica song and there's a big monologue in it. Sing it to us. Tell us some of the lyrics into Patricia's mic. You know the. If I die before I wake. That's Inter Sandman. Yeah. I think you're mixing them up. Oh, am I? I'm mashing up one or no. Yeah, one Oh yeah, that's what's happening to me. (laughs) You're forgiven. What's so? Which is the one where it's like a person who's living in their own personal prison? One. Okay, yeah, that's what. Those two ghost short ghost stories were reminding me of the song one. Oh really? Mm. Can't say I know that song. Mm. And remember there was a film years ago, was that with Ryan Reynolds? Where he was in a coffin. Am I making this up? I don't know what now. And it was all filmed within a coffin. God no, I don't know. Darren can fact check it for us. Yeah. It was about him being buried alive. And it was all filmed within a coffin, no? No, I don't remember. I don't know. But anyway. Any more short, um, two oh sentences yes. ghost stories? Would you like some more? Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Yeah. It's called Buried. Buried. Never heard of it. Yeah, and you, what's the score on Rotten Tomatoes there, Darren? 87%. 87%. When did that come out? 2000. 2010. Never heard of it. I never watched it. But it's just Ryan Reynolds buried alive. God almighty. That's a very high rate. And it got 287. That actually would entice me to watch it. Hmm. I'll come back to that. Hmm. Okay. She wondered why she was casting two shadows. After all, there was only a single light bulb. Mm. Bit more thought on that one now. I'd think about that. Yeah, I'm not getting it. <laughs> I think it's because if there's two light bulbs, <laughs> you can get two shadows of yourself from one person. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because it's coming from. Oh God! Oh. I don't know. Was it? Was did I say this in the podcast or not? Was it last week? Clara was kept saying to me in bed. What's that shadow? Oh, stop it. And I was just like, oh, no, no. And I was like, what? And she goes, what's that shadow over there? And I looked and it was like nearly the shape of a person. And then what? the shadow, what? it was just like, I'm, I'm, I can't I'm draw it out because this is an audio. But uh, it was the shape of a man. like. And then the next thing I looked over and it was just a bottle in front of her nightlight. <laughs> That's terrifying enough. Scared the loving daylights. And now she just loves asking that question, like, what's that shadow? I'm like, stop. She realized she got a kick out of you. Yeah. She Mm. loves spooky things. 
She is a little spooky. Spooky girl. A spooky girl. Okay. The operation was not successful in the traditional sense since it since my sight did not return, but it left me with the ability to distinguish heat signatures. Three weeks in, I am still unsure how to ask my best friend why he is always room temperature. Hmm. Can you explain that, please? Say it again. I'm confused myself. The operation was not successful in the traditional sense, since my sight did not return, but it left me with the ability to distinguish heat signatures. Three weeks in, I am still unsure how to ask my best friend why he is always room temperature. Yeah, I don't fully get that one myself. No. Darn any explanation. <laughs> Do you get it? No. Okay. Do you want to go on your second story? Yeah, it's <coughs> quite short. Um, Sorry, I'm, I'm reading ahead here. No, no, it's okay. Oh. So this one's called The Boy With No Eyes. Is this based on a true story? Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, the other one was too. I thought you were just saying that for effect. No, the other one was from like a Reddit user... And he'd shown pictures of the house and everything. <laughs> so this one is also from a Reddit person. So one night when I was 10, I was woken up by my bedroom door opening, followed by someone sitting on my bed. Reddit user Kmendo4 recalls of a childhood brush with a very persistent ghostly apparition. I felt my leg grazed and the bed sink under a person's weight. It's just my mum, I thought, and I opened my eyes. It was not my mum. I found an eyeless boy. He had black, empty sockets, about my age, sitting at the foot of my bed. He extended his hand, and in it was a little box. I was startled, but I reached out. He pulled back. I reached again and said, give it. Then I blinked. When I reopened my eyes, he was gone, but I could still see the imprint of where he'd sat on my bed. Fast forward five years, my girlfriend came over to do homework. After she finished, she took a nap on the bed while she waited for her parents. When they arrived, I tried waking her up. She opened her eyes suddenly, looking up at a corner where the wall met the ceiling. She pointed there and went back to sleep. I shook her again. She came to full consciousness and I told her what she'd done. She looked haunted. Up on the wall, I saw a little boy with no eyes. He was there in a kind of Spider-Man pose staring at me. Stop it. How can he stare at you with no eyes? She said. (laughs) I freaked out and told her my story about the same kid. Fast forward another seven years. I was with the same girlfriend, but we now had a two-year-old child. We were living in my parents' house in my old room. My daughter started waking up at the same exact time every night and she'd talk, babbling. After a while, I noticed she almost had almost the same conversation every single night. I playfully asked her once, who are you talking to? (laughs) She said, it's a little boy. He's nice. Looking for his mommy. My daughter's nightly conversations continued until we got our own place later that year. It just ends there. (laughs) I'd say they don't stay at his parents' house very often. I have so many questions. 
the Spider-Man pose. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Was it just that he was That hunt- makes it more terrifying. I know. Oh. <laughs> um, so that was the Eyeless Boy. My second weird Reddit story. Now, obviously they're like, I mean, who knows if they're true, but the people say they're true and they show you a little bits and pieces of proof. And But it would be easy to put up proof. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm just discounting everything. Mm-hmm. It's my coping mechanism. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of... Now, these are shorter stories. Mm-hmm. Not two-sentence horror stories, but they're short enough. So, like, you know the way in so many American horrors, there's a basement? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I'd die if we had a basement in Ireland, like... I know, I wouldn't like it. I can deal with an attic. I just can't deal with the thought of shit always goes down in the basement. Like. Yeah. We have a basement. What? Yeah. We have a basement in this house. But you can't access it from here. Like you have to go outside. Yeah. Have you been in the basement? No. Darren has obviously Darren stores things in Any it as normal <laughs> like but I don't go there. <laughs> but, and is it like is it is it, does it look like a real house? <laughs> like no, it's not real, like the American basements. It's it, like yeah. an outhouse vibe more so. But it's like. Uh, but you can go the full length of the house. Underneath. Mm, oh, Darren, is it the mic, I think? It's, it's just a small room. It's about 12 foot long and about 4 foot wide. Scary enough. <laughs> it's dark as well. It's very dark. It has no ESB. Oh, it does. Oh, it does have ESB. One single light bulb. <laughs> there's always two shadows. <laughs> <laughs> Darns and scouts. I don't like the attic. To be fair, actually, I don't like the attic at times if you can hear noises. What the? F- I just heard a noise in the hallway. <laughs> I hope it's not Clara. <laughs> Somebody gained access from <laughs> the basement. It'll be worse than a ghost. <laughs> Clara wakes up. Okay, anyway, so this is, this story has a basement in mm. it. Okay. This too is from Reddit. The super creepy database. Mommy told me never to go in the basement, but I wanted to see what was making that noise. It kind of sounded like a puppy, and I wanted to see the puppy. So I opened the basement door and tiptoed down a bit. I didn't see a puppy. And then mommy yanked me out of the basement and yelled at me. Mommy had never yelled at me before. And then it made me sad and I cried. Then mommy told me, never go in the basement again. And she gave me a cookie. That made me feel better. <laughs> so I didn't ask her why the boy in the basement was making noises like a puppy. The boy! Or why he had no hands or feet! Oh Christ. The mum had locked. Don't him. think that was a true true story in our life, but Ooh. It just reminded me, you know the Simpsons Halloween. Yeah, that's what we'll say. Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> Hugo in the attic. Yeah. I love that one. So I have another couple of short ones. Will I continue on? Are you finished your short stories? Mm-hmm. Oh. Do you want me to tell you the quick personal horror story? Because I feel like I'm kind of cheating by yeah, yeah, you can tell, tell us. us. Right. I know that you will find this terrifying. Oh, God. Right. 
Go on. Okay. Right, so a few months ago, on a Sunday evening, me and Damien went out for a few drinks. Okay. We were both off the next day. A few drinks turned into a couple more drinks, whatever. So anyway, we were still home at like a reasonable hour, half ten, eleven o'clock. And came in and I was like, oh, I'm peckish now, like, I'll make something to eat. So Damien had a toasty and I had these nice, like, chicken Kievs got in the butchers. So we went out into the sunroom and I threw the chicken Kiev in the air fryer. Okay. <laughs> of course you did. Of course it was in the air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> so then... So Damien went out and he sat in the sunroom, but we didn't turn on the lights, okay, in the sunroom. So it was like a kind of light casting in from the kitchen in the sunroom. Mm-hmm. So that was grand, sat down with him. It was quite gusty outside actually as well. And then we, I went back in, took my chicken Kiev out. Damien at this stage had finished his toasty. So... Sat back down on the couch and I was eating the chicken Kiev. We heard like noises outside. So I stopped eating for a minute. I was about three quarters away through the chicken Kiev at this stage. <laughs> then I noticed. I looked down. <laughs> and I thought. Is that chicken Kiev cooked? <laughs> so I got up. I turned on the light. The chicken Kiev was not fully cooked. Oh my God. I had like three quarters of a chicken Kiev. And it was fucking half raw. Oh no. No. The horror. And I wasn't sick. I wasn't sick. Oh my God. That would do my chicken anxiety. So that's my personal no horror favorite. story. Because I told, again, our friend Maria, like, and I am a freak with chicken. Like, to say I was horrified, there was nothing outside. There was no noise. <laughs> I'd be screaming. But to say as well. I was horrified that I had eaten three quarters of chicken Kiev and <laughs> you love it. And I was like, oh my god, this is delicious. Oh no, I'll have it medium rare, please. <laughs> oh no, that is horrific. I'm terrible. Like no matter where. I'm eating chicken. When I'm eating chicken, who's made it? If I've made it anything, yeah. I'm examining that chicken. Like, line. I took it out, and I would have thought chicken caves were, you know, you know, half cooked before you cooked them. But this was a really, really, really nice chicken cave with actual chicken in it. Mm. It was delicious. Despite being raw. Despite being raw. But, like, I mean, when I noticed it, I was like, oh, my God, is that not? <laughs> and, like, I took it out and I had another eye. It's not good. <laughs> oh, God, that is a horror story. But anyway, I never got salmonella. Oh, that's good enough. So I thought, the drink primed me or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the spirits helped you. <laughs> so, anyway, I joke, I joke. I kid, I kid. Okay, back to the real horror story. But that I knew you'd find that disturbing because mm-hmm. you're a freak with chicken. Yeah. Okay. This short tale starts handy enough with a friendly seeming ghost playing with children. But when you learn the origins of the ghost and just why the ghost is moving the objects around the room, 
it gets a lot creepier. So this was on Reddit, submitted by Scoop Hoop. <laughs> cool Whip. <laughs> <laughs> when my sister Betsy and I were kids, our family lived a while in a charming old farmhouse. We loved exploring its dusty corners and climbing the apple tree in the backyard. But our favourite thing was the ghost. We called her mother. <laughs> okay. Because she seemed so kind and nurturing. Some mornings, Betsy and I would wake up and each of our nightstands, we'd find a cup that hadn't been there the night before. Mother had left them there. This is weird. <laughs> Worried that we'd get thirsty during the night. She just wanted to take care of us. Among the home's original furnishings was an antique wooden chair, which we kept against the back of the living room wall. Whenever we were preoccupied watching TV or playing a game, mother would just inch that chair forward across the room towards us. Sometimes she'd manage to move it all the way to the centre of the room. We always felt sad putting it back against the wall. Mother just wanted us to be near, wanted to be near us. Years later, long after we moved out, I found an old newspaper article about the farmhouse's original occupant, a widow. She'd murdered her two children by giving them a cup of poisoned milk before bed. Then she hung herself. The article included a photo of the farmhouse's living room with a woman's body hanging from the beam. Beneath her, knocked over, was that old wooden chair placed exactly in the centre of the room. <laughs> Mother's a nasty piece of work. I'm like, I feel like we need to put a warning at the start of this episode. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit scary. That was horrific. <sighs> and then there's one last one. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> so, this short story was submitted on Reddit. Oh, actually, the name's not there. But BuzzFeed also had picked it up. Mm. Okay. Last night, a friend rushed me out of the house to catch the opening act at a local bar's music night. After a few drinks, I realised my phone wasn't in my pocket. I checked the table where we were sitting, at the bar, the bathrooms, and after no luck, I used my friend's phone to call mine. After two rings, someone answered, gave out a low raspy giggle and hung up. They didn't answer again. I eventually gave it up as a last cause and headed home. Mm. I found my phone laying on my nightstand right where I left it. <gasps> oh, God. Creepy as hell. Mm. Are you really creeped out? Mm-hmm. I'm such a scaredy cat. Like, I'll be happy when we were Halloween's done. Okay, yeah. Um, I have to drive over the road now in the dark. Yeah. Ooh. I might have to... Stay up at mum and dad's when Darren's gigging this weekend now. I think it's the dark nights though as well is just (laughs) (laughs) horrific. Um, So I had a a brief fact, not a fact check as such, but remember the story we told last, I told last week about mum's aunt Sophie in America in New York and her friends and the perfume. Mm-hmm. So I think I had said something like when it was three best friends who had worked, um, they were like sort of housekeepers as such for this rich Jewish family. Mm-hmm. But they used to talk about loads of weird spiritual things. But they had said 
when one of us dies, send a signal back to the other two. And they all said what each of their signals would be. And one of her friends called Lucy was the one who died first and who had said she would send the scent of her perfume. That was what the story actually properly was. And then Sophie and the other friend would smell her perfume oh. occasionally all the time. Um, so that was that story just to kind of tidy it up a little bit. The smells. Ooh. The smells. Um, so that's the end of all our stories. We're mm. going putting in a clip. Oh, yes. Um, if you kind of have been enjoying the supernatural stories and spooky stuff, we are going to share a clip from a podcast called Rowan and Pine. So R-O-W-A-N and Pine. P-I-N-E. P-I-N-E. <laughs> um, about folklore, mythology and the supernatural. That's what the podcast is about. So the hosts are Neve in Donegal and Emily in Chicago. Um, so it's a very, very good podcast content wise with all the kind of eerie things. If you've been enjoying the past two weeks of this, it could be right up your street. So this clip that we're going to play to close out this week's episode is about a very resilient witch in the 1700s. Mm-hmm. So thank you. And it's just a sneak peek. From yeah, it's just a little upcoming. sneak peek, a preview if you want to. Yeah listen to the whole thing um their halloween episode will be out imminently so that's rowan and pine thank you rowan and pine and thank you for listening to our no other crack halloween episodes chat to you soon bye 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 there was also another group of people overwhelmingly buried at crossroads women who were found guilty of witchcraft of course. There is a place in Gloucestershire, England called Betty's Grave. Um, the town is Poulton. Reportedly, Betty randomly showed up in the village one night in 1786. She was unable to tell anybody her name or where she was from. Her unusual behaviour caused the villagers to mistakenly assume her to be a witch. The villagers tried to hang her twice, but each time she later climbed out of the grave and returned to the village. In fairness, like the second time you just do it out of spite. You're like, you're trying to hang me twice. I am showing up at their window at night time. I'm going to smear dirt in my face and stare at them. I'm just thinking about like, what kind of strength do you have to have to be hanged twice mm-hmm. and you don't die? And crawl your way out of your own grave. Yeah. Like it took Buffy ages. shallow at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Buffy ages. It did. And she has super strength. The villagers actually tried to hang Betty a third time, but she warned them that she would only remain in her grave if they continued to leave flowers for her. They did so and all seemed well until the 1970s when the tribute stopped. Betty's ghost apparently appeared in Fairford shortly after. When the laying of flowers resumed, she disappeared. Interesting. Good for you, Betty. Get what you want yeah, out of life. good for you.